0: Knock! Oh
1: boys Say hello to my little friend. I have come here to chew bubblegum and
2: pick that.
3: All oh, not of bubble. You could ask yourself a question. You're lucky. Do you? i don't come. I'll be back. As you see, I'm here. How do you like your ribs? fill your hand, you
0: son of a bitch.
1: In regards to a King Todd asshole. Swallow this.
3: Carpet day!
4: Get off my plane. Remember Salomon, I promised to kill the last? <laughs> Time
3: to face destiny. Time to face
0: gravity.
3: <laughs> Any trails, Hans? Do you like the only guys all I don't like it.
2: Well, I only to bring it up because, uh, it's you. You're the rock. Welcome to the Polar Podcast. This is Scott. I'm here, here with... I did not hit her! It's bullshit! I did not hit her! <laughs> I did not. Oh, hi, Josh. <laughs>
1: this is James Crawford. Here with, uh, also... <laughs> i can't follow that as well so this is me bill that's all i got
4: (sighs) i loved it james josh and i were doing that thing on instagram of it was like a movie one a day type thing and the very last one was best movie endings and i told josh i thought disaster artist had one of them and then i was like second guessing myself so i went back and watched it and they have in the credits have you seen that movie
2: you
4: know, what? I, I really well, it's pretty great because at the end they have like a side by side, like running at the same time. So it'll be the actors doing it versus the original movie. And one of them is that. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. All right.
2: So-, so we got. Have you guys introduced yourselves yet? Yeah. yeah uh, sort
4: okay. of. I'm Joe, I'm Nick,
1: and I'm Bill, and together we are
0: are.
2: Megazord.
4: (laughs) (sighs) So this week we are continuing our Mount Rushmore discussion with, we are doing our Mount Rushmore of action movie sequences and books. So, yes, really broad topic for the second one. We'll see how that goes. Whoa, 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 whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Every episode, Josh, there's one really female topic. You asshole.
4: (laughs) Next week, we're doing top uh, Rushmore of places. (laughs) Places. (laughs) Places. Follow, Can followed I by a, a rush more of
1: things.
4: things? Yes. <laughs> nouns. Top four <laughs> nouns. We are gonna start with action sequences. <clears throat> this was um Nick's idea. Big fan of action movies, eh?
1: Woohoo! So what so you, Nick, what what do you look for in an action sequence?
3: Well, I pretty much view movies as complete escapism for me. So an act, a good action sequence to me is something that is just utterly preposterous, something that you know likely could not happen in the real world, um, and if it did, it would not be as glorious to watch as what it is on the screen. It would just be terrible, horrible, and just make you feel really bad after seeing it. Um, but in film, an, a good action sequence is, oh my gosh, that's amazing, I can't believe that just happened. Um, that can run the gambit from a really good fight scene to a really good escape scene to several things. And this wasn't on the list, but uh, or on my list, but like movies like Shoot 'Em Up, where it's just a terrible, terrible movie. But the action sequences—it's nothing but a two-hour action sequence that's utterly preposterous. That's good stuff. <clears throat>
4: All right, well, you guys want to get into our, I would say, our four, our top four, <laughs>
2: Rushmore? Yeah. Our Mount Rushmore,
4: right. yeah. Who goes first,
2: <laughs> I never remember. So it's Josh, Joe, Bill, Nick, me, is the order. This is too much pressure for me. That is our 4, oh. 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. I mean, that makes, <laughs> that makes clear sense to
4: me, but... Um, So for my number four, I am (coughs) the, I don't know what people will say about this, but to me it's clearly an action sequence. Is the T-Rex attacking in Jurassic Park.
1: Yep. The the first attack. So
4: good. Yeah, the the one where the kids are in the the Jeep. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. It's still to this day, I, I mean, I don't watch it like for this for this recording but I've watched them last year and every time it's still like nail biting Um, I mean it's not like terrifying scary but you know it's scary it's intense it's just so cool and obviously at the time you never would have really thought you would have seen something like that Um, something from (laughs) you know science books that you read as a kid like coming to life full screen and it's just incredible so yeah that's my number four awesome awesome i'm sad that the t-rex didn't win but you know whatever (laughs) well
1: it's amazing that that movie is what 25 years old now and the cgi of that movie holds up better than more recent cgi it's incredible yeah yeah
3: yeah but wasn't there actually more practical elements in that movie than cgi elements
4: yeah that was the real t-rex
1: yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean you are right. I mean they you're right. I mean they did produce a full-scale uh, uh an, I don't want to say puppet, but animatronic of the T-Rex. But I I'm, I'm thinking more of that, that first full reveal of the T-Rex when it steps over the barricade.
3: Oh yeah. You know,
1: and he's chasing after like it's but you but you're right. They they married the practical and the digital perfectly.
3: That's Jurassic Park little... almost
1: made it on my list of books because that was my first adult book that i ever read it was my first novel beyond like you know what you get at scholastic book fair and that book just rocked my world as a kid it was so good
3: i've has never read it. i've seen... heard it's
1: super entertaining it really is
3: has anyone seen that that picture of spielberg sitting in front of the uh, the triceratops and the the words on the picture just say look at this asshole that thinks just because he's rich he can shoot anything.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) So, Josh, can I
2: tell you my uh, Raptor story from that movie? No. Does it involve Keith Richter? (laughs) Uh. No, but it (laughs) does. It involves Jeff Goldblum. So, when that movie was re-released in IMAX about Gosh, like six or seven years ago, Steph and I were – my wife and I, who I love so much, we were in Chicago. And we don't really see a ton of movies, but we both like Jurassic Park. We had walked from our hotel downtown all the way to Navy Pier, and just randomly it said they were showing Jurassic Park in like 30 minutes. We're like, yeah, let's go see Jurassic Park on IMAX. That'll be cool. And so there were – and it held up really well, and the effects looked great. But there were two parts that made the audience laugh unintentionally. The one is at the beginning where the little girl goes, Whoa, CD-ROM!
0: And everybody (laughs) just kind of laughs out loud.
2: And the other one is there's that really intense raptor scene where the raptor's attacking the kids, and they're trying frantically to close the door, and they finally get it closed, right?
3: Amazing. Well,
2: right after that, the immediate next shot is Jeff Goldblum in a medic room with his shirt unbuttoned, trying to... I think that's supposed to be the sex appeal scene, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's high def, and he's got a hairy chest. So, like, you can see these individual hairs on his chest in high def, like, very, very clearly. I just heard the dramatic fight scene of that to flash into that. Two people in the theater both go, <coughs> like, choke a laugh. <laughs> and then everybody just starts laughing out loud together. It was awesome. That's one of my favorite movie experiences I've ever had, just for those two moments. But, man,
0: great movie.
2: Gosh, like Joe said, the T-Rex kind of wins. He's the sole survivor at the Survivor Series.
4: (laughs) All right, um, Joseph, what's your number four? Well, I I said last time I don't do numbers on these. Uh, One of my Mount Rushmore is the Raid 2 which Josh and I mentioned, I think, last week, uh, either on or off here. So The Raid, weirdly, has a subtitle for the first movie. So the first movie is The Raid Redemption. The second one is just The Raid 2. And I hope I'm right about that. But they're these... Oh, I should have looked it up. They're... I want to say... Well, they're... Damn it! Let me get this right. I don't want to be a. Are you just saying they're cops? No, I was <laughs> going to say they're ethnic, the the place it was shot. I oh, have no clue. Hold on. Indonesian. Okay, so the raid series is an Indonesian crime uh, thriller type uh, movie series. But they're really, I mean, the movies are good, but they're also kind of like Nick was saying, they're also just excuses to have amazing fight scenes. Um, The first one has one where it's the classic, like, one versus 50 guys in the rain. It's awesome. But for any fans of the Raid movies, I'm sure their favorite and my favorite is the, the kitchen scene. So I just watched it before this it's just one one-on-one two guys um they're really stylized martial arts so even though i'm sure there's some technical um proficiency are they're, they're also like very choreographed and stage looking but in a really good way um it's a really brutal fight especially towards the end so and it goes on and on and on that's one thing that i like about action or that i prefer in action scenes it goes from like one side of the kitchen, breaks loose some glass, goes to another. All kinds of props are involved. Um, super bloody. I would recommend it to anybody. Even if you don't watch the movies, you can just type in The Raid 2 Kitchen on YouTube and, and watch it. So that
2: is my first choice.
1: Nice. I have not seen that movie. I need to make a list of these movies so I can see it. You said it was Raid?
2: Yeah, that sounds pretty
1: good.
4: Yeah, and mine was The yeah
1: park bill if you want to write that
4: down wasn't that like <laughs> even though actually it should
1: have been named Cretaceous park if that t-rex in there am i right guys
4: <laughs> oh, that's exactly what i was thinking <laughs> that's the, Jeez. wrong podcast bill
1: <laughs> all right so when i was thinking through the lists this is just like what i was thinking about when i put my list together is i wanted to pick out like favorite action scene from a cross section of the genres that I really like. So I tried to find one that was sci-fi like monster uh, historic. And then just like Nick was saying, overall insanity uh, action scene that I feel like is the best of the insane action scenes. So my number four is from Starship Troopers, uh, the invasion of Clendathu which is amazing. Have you guys seen Starship Troopers at all? Yes. Nope. <laughs> awesome. Nope. So it is uh, It is simultaneously, like, super hokey and super amazing at the same time. Because they really do play up, like, the whole over-the-top everything in this movie, which is great. And without going into too many details describing a movie that you guys have not watched, you should watch it. Because it's this fun, over-the-top sci-fi action that, like... Starts out in the, the space of the drop ships and they're dropping on this planet of insects and you hear about them and you know about it and everything. But this is like the first time you see the people fighting the arachnids, these giant creatures. They're probably one of my favorite top 10 favorite movie creatures because just how they look is amazing. And it is super gory and over the top, like the one of the first dudes that like turns the corner and sees it he's immediately impaled by two of the sickle arms that come down and they just, you know, there's one scene where there's like a camera guy for the propaganda network for the government and he gets bit in half in like the top section of his body shoots across and like knocks over one of the heroes. It's just freaking awesome. So that was my pick for a top action scene for sci-fi movies because it had like the good space sci-fi of the ships action and then like on the ground, over-the-top machine guns versus arachnids. Um, so I had a good cross-section of everything.
4: All right. Who, who is next? Sorry. Uh, oh, Nick. Be Nick, what do you
2: got, man? The man um, who created the list.
3: So uh, my number four um, was from a little movie called V for Vendetta. Um, it is the final showdown, uh, between V and Creedy.
1: That almost made my list.
3: Yeah. Ugh. So I will say that going back, it, like you can just pull up the sequence it, on YouTube and just watch just that. Um, watching it now, I mean, it doesn't hold up super well cause it's like way, way slow mo. And I mean, but as one of my defining factors, it is ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. Dialogue in it is actually pretty, pretty decent. I mean, it's essentially Creedy telling him you brought knives to a gunfight, um, just with more words in in British. But after they unload their clips on him, he just kind of pauses, takes a deep breath and stands back up and then says, my turn and then just launches right into this slow-mo slaughter of all these guys standing in a circle around him with empty clips so good picking them off right and left until he gets to Creedy and he actually even before all this happened he, he said that this ends with both of us dying with my hands around your throat and yeah. that's how it ends
1: um, <laughs> and he tells them that they will all be dead before they can reload
3: Yes. Because I just
1: I just watched this the other night and it's amazing. But it's also kind of sad because now this is kind of like a documentary of two thousand twenty. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) But like I I had forgotten how amazing that movie is. Oh yeah. And how amazing that scene was. Like that that touch of like where they show the the blurred tips of his knife blades Mm -hmm. makes that scene all the better. Oh definitely. Definitely, oh, yeah. and
3: and this is, in my opinion, one. Granted, it's based off a graphic novel by Alan Moore, so there you have excellent source material. But Pretty disturbing it's urban
2: graphic novel, by the way. Yes,
3: absolutely. Um, the dialogue that in this movie is really, really good. I mean, yeah. most action movies are not known for their dialogue. This one has excellent dialogue. Um, I mean, yeah, there's there's some parts that are. Cheesy, like where he's going on his, his diatribe of using mostly words that start with the letter V. It It's cool, but it's, it's cheesy nonetheless. Um, but yeah, that last scene, it's I, I really do wish that I could see that scene in full speed, like well-choreographed at full speed. I'm sure they had to slow it down to make it look right. But if somebody could figure out a way to do that scene in like full speed and make it look good that would just be over the top amazing
4: nice. but
3: the slow mo really is why that was number 4 to me instead of number 1 cuz i love that movie so much it's it's my second favorite movie of all time now see yeah. well, when
1: i was when i was watching it i i had predicted that you were going to make it your number 1 so i'm kind of surprised that you didn't
3: yeah, yeah so that
1: has me curious now what your number 1 is
3: it, I, I will i will readily admit already that my list doesn't make much sense for me <laughs> just It's just because it's kind of like when you go to a buffet and there's too many options like yeah i am second guessing so many of my choices right now and i have already replaced one but yeah it's it's not going to make sense but i'm okay with that
1: you're you're second guessing all that macaroni you heaped on your plate
3: of course <laughs> yes
4: yeah <laughs> uh, all right i I love Natalie Portman so much, and I've never forgiven yes. her for making that terrible movie. So, James, it's your turn.
2: Whoa! Whoa! Come on! <laughs> what in the world? I hey, was on, just man. about to say how beloved that movie is in our little community of friends. Yeah, that libertarian... You dropped and that, impact, I didn't know. Great. Go ahead, James.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <sighs> All right, so... This will tie into the one I'm about to talk about, but Nick, since you brought up V for Vendetta, I will bring up that one of my five favorite movie scenes of all time is from V for Vendetta. It's the part where the police chief is kind of narrating to his partner what he thinks is going to happen when these masks go down and V is one by one setting up dominoes. He just flicks the one. Right. So when I saw that in the theater... I remember, like, I remember who I was with. Uh, Nick, you were there. Our friend Karen Burke was there. Hey, Karen. Mm -hmm. And I remember just sort of sitting back and going, like, wow. Like, that was such a good, powerful scene to me. And another time I did that in the theater is, when I'm going to make my number four on the list. X2, when Nightcrawler shows up on screen for the first time and he's just appearing and disappearing running through the White House just slaying oh, guys yeah. one by one nice. Yep, nice. so great comic book movies were new at that time there mm-hmm. had been Spider-Man, uh, the X-Men the first one, the X-Men movie I guess you could argue the success of Batman but again like that was 10 years prior but, and they had diminishing returns box office wise as they went to two, three, four, I believe uh, definitely critically But X-Men, I think, was sort of the one that I give credit to in my head for really launching comic books into the stratosphere and making them, 20 years later, like the guaranteed near half a billion to billion dollar successes
1: that they are. Oh, totally. Yeah. I remember, and this is is just being super old and remembering useless stuff, but I remember my friends and I seeing the first X-Men movie, and being super pumped about it and then we got a copy of like the cincinnati Enquirer because they had an article about the about the x-men movies and i remember reading that there was a list of movies that if x-men made enough money these were going to be the movies that were going to be greenlighted to for production and they, i mean they all were which was amazing so this is crazy That's to crazy. think about like a world when it's like if this movie makes enough money these are the movies that are going to be produced. And the one that stood out to me was was Ghost Rider because we're like, oh, man, Ghost Rider movie would be amazing. And if it only it had
3: Nicolas Cage.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it could have been great. But yeah, so that that's that's awesome.
3: Couldn't you say that about most Nicolas Cage movies? It could have been great.
1: Although there, he was in a horror movie recently called Mandy Heisers. Have you seen that?
3: It's on my watch
4: list. I haven't uh,
1: yet. I've, I haven't seen it. And then I also saw that he was. I, I'm sure it's out already, but they made a movie of one of my favorite HP Lovecraft movies, Color from Out Color of Outer Space. Yeah, and he was in that as well, but I didn't. I didn't see that one either. So I not I'll say I do
2: think nick Chris Cage can act, but while Nick and I were living together, we both had the opinion that he was the most bland leading man that kept getting movie roles at that time. It made yes. no sense to
3: me. and then he went from being bland to being batshit crazy.
2: I can get on board with batshit crazy that you can do something with that that's entertaining. plus he did that great <laughs> uh, Nicholas Cage SNL skit with the guy that makes fun of him, so that was kind of fun.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. And and I, that's I,
2: yeah, Samberg. <laughs> that's all I got for X2. Anybody else have anything on that one?
4: Well I I had an honorable mention for the scene that I mentioned in um what was it when we were talking about the Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One
0: just yeah. the, the
4: mansion <laughs> attacks and um Wolverine goes nuts I just that's like one of my favorite scenes of all time I, so yeah yeah I love it too
1: And there's a ton of great it's scenes it's- uh, not it's not next 2 but Tons of great scenes out of Days of Future Past. I mean that that movie was
2: oh man, amazing. That movies yeah. great. So,
1: <clears throat> I'm really sad that the X Men movies have just been haunted by shit X Men movies. That's that's what I because there's so much there. And I was watching the cartoon with uh, with my daughters, and I'm like, man, they just just make a live action version of this cartoon. That's all you needed to yep. do. It was amazing. Shopping mall and everything. Live action intro just on play for two hours. It's all we needed.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Does all chili fries? fries.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I mentioned in the Star Wars episode that the moment that made me go back and kind of run the entire franchise and really fall in love with it was when Star Wars 9, to me, stuck the landing.
1: Yeah.
2: I mentioned how I think it's really hard for trilogies to do that. And the ones I think about are Spider-Man and X-Men that, like will make two great movies and then fall flat on their face when trying to do a third one.
1: Go. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. It makes no sense.
2: All right. Uh, back to me. So
4: my number three is the bullet time scene in The Matrix. Um, nice. <laughs> I think when, Never seen her. when we were talking about Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, I mentioned how I thought The Matrix was going to outlast those two uh, franchises, and uh, I was wrong, but but well, we just got a Bill and Ted sequel, so you
2: <laughs> never know.
4: <laughs> I still, still have a soft spot for those movies. Um, the bullet time scene is in the first one, and it seems you know super common now, but at the time it was just like holy shit, unheard of kind of stuff. So yeah, I I love that, and I, I was struggling because I also loved the the highway scene and the matrix too well the matrix reloaded with um, morpheus with a samurai sword on top of a semi truck i mean what more do you need you know but the first matrix the bullet time scene where he you know stops everything and it's all floating around it's just incredible so yeah that's my number three good one. uh They're joe so
2: good love the matrix
4: so it's funny you mentioned the X Men: Days of Future Past because I picked the Quicksilver scene. Oh hell yeah! I didn't research it enough. I can't remember the song. <laughs> it's um, Wow. <coughs> oh, isn't it Simon and Garfunkel? Sounds right. But yeah, the, the 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 song plays and he's going around a kind of like a circular room and taking cigarettes out of people's mouths and flicking stuff and just taking his sweet time kicking everybody's ass. It's fantastic. He's somebody that can slow down time. Oh, yeah. Well, he doesn't really slow down time. He's just so fast that it, he does it all in, like, two seconds.
1: The, the song was... It's Time in a bottle. a bottle.
4: Yeah, I just thought of it. Oh, I want to go just, That's that That's his favorite song. James, have you seen that movie?
2: Days of Future Past. Yeah, yeah, I, I own that movie. Loved it. Um, so, and again, like, Time in a Bottle is maybe Stephanie's favorite song. And so when we saw that in the theater, she was geeking hard for that scene. She loved it too. That's so good.
1: Yeah, that was. And I think I think what made that movie so good was that it was finally a good X Men movie after X Three, and then. That crap fest of you didn't origin. like first
2: class. <laughs>
4: no, I'm... first
1: class. I liked it. I liked it all right. Michael Fassbender.
4: Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, this, that is true.
4: I'll do Mount Rushmore of Michael Fassbender roles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah, he, yeah. First class was good. I forgot that came up beforehand. Well, then that would make absolute sense. Yeah, but extra ca- dog crap. Oh man. I, so I don't yes. want to. I don't know. I really struggled because um, I almost put on some scenes from Logan on this list. It was just tough. Oh good stuff. But I
3: still. No, that, good. that And that's <sighs> a crime against humanity.
1: So freaking good! It's so freaking good. All right. So my, am I up? Is it good?
3: Yeah. You're right, yeah bro.
1: cool. All right. So my my next one. Uh, it's. Uh, the one that qualifies for like my monster movie action scene. So my original pick was, I was going to pick the original uh, 1930s King Kong versus the T-Rex. Because I just think that movie's great for the time it was made and the effects that they used and everything. But to this day, it has like still one of my favorite monster finishing moves where he just pries apart the T-Rex's mouth and just kind of wishbones it, which is, I think is a great, Idea, um, and I've always loved King Kong, but I was watching it not too long ago, so I picked the final fight scene from King Kong Skull Island. Have you guys seen that? No,
2: I haven't.
1: <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Anyways, it's it's just freaking great. Um, it's it's like the fight that everybody who's a geek about giant monsters and then specifically king kong um was wanting it's just freaking awesome i mean i don't want to give too much away in case you ever see it but the way he kills off the the final creature and the creature design of the creatures that were living on the island um, john c Riley named them skull crawlers because he plays a great character on there you know, they even kind of like make fun of the name a little bit. And he's like, well, I don't know what else to call him. But, uh, you know, it's just this giant thing and they're just ripping into each other. And it's again, like was has been said several times already, like great action scene because it's insane. <clears throat> it's one of those things where, you know, I'm trying to connect it as best I can. Like what wrestling nerds would nerd out about if like a specific character did a specific thing and you're like, holy shit, they're going to do that thing that he's known for. Like, what's a good example of that for wrestling? Like, I don't know. If the if you saw The Undertaker, like, say, I'm going to reap. And he's like, oh, he's going to say it. He's going to say it. I'm going to reap your soul. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did it. Like, what's what's a good version of that? Like, if you see a professional wrestler, like, gearing up to do something, like, everyone starts losing it because you're like, holy crap, he's going to do this.
4: back Back in the day, I think I'm thinking of the stunner. Like, if you feel like a stunner's coming... <laughs> Someone's mouthing off to him right in his face. You just know it's going to happen.
1: Awesome, awesome. So, like my ver- so, what made this scene so great was in the original King Kong versus Godzilla, which is, you know, Toho classic like rubber suit creatures beating each other up. There's a scene where King Kong grabs a tree, he like uproots a tree and just shoves it down into Godzilla's mouth, which is ridiculous, but it's awesome. So in this movie, King Kong grabs a tree, uproots it, and he's fighting something that's, you know, reptilian, very similar to Godzilla. And I was not the only person in the theater who got excited, like, oh, man, he's going to shove it down his throat like in King Kong versus Godzilla. And, and it, it, it was, he didn't. But what he did was like he stripped it of its branches and just beat the hell of this creature with this thing so it's Ah. super cool and they they set it up perfectly for king kong versus godzilla you know there's like a part in the scene where they're fighting there's like shipwrecks everywhere and like kong picks up like a chain and at the end of it like there's a giant boat propeller that's stuck at the end of the chain because why the hell not and he starts whipping it around (laughs) it's so freaking cool so freaking cool i went to go see it with matt hey matt and uh uh, he's like, and I was talking to him about how like, man, I really don't want him to F up King Kong because Peter Jackson, as much as I love him, he f up King Kong for a little bit. And after the movie, Matt's like, what were you what were you looking for in that movie? And I'm like, everything they showed in that movie is exactly what I was looking for. So that final fight scene, if you Google it, oh, dude, it's that's the best it's super cool. Like it is absolutely amazing. So, yeah, that was my that was my number three. Kong versus the final skull crawler.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, Nick, you're up. What's your number okay. three?
3: So. Oh, man, Gungans
1: I'm... versus battle droids.
3: Yes, you called it. Um, <laughs> I'm actually having a, a kind of a hard time with this because as we've been talking, I've thought of more and more and more. So. I'm basically just gonna be picking and choosing here. So, for my number three, I think I'm gonna have to go with probably the only classic that's on my list, and that's the the scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark where he uh, is getting chased by the boulder. That oh. whole scene. Ah, that's so freaking good. Yes, uh, I mean it's just it's it's a heist scene, which is excellent. It's a, like, I mean, there's booby traps he's dodging right and left, the frickin' boulder chasing him at the end. It's it's what you loved about a good, not just a good action flick from the 80s, but a good action-adventure flick. It, I mean, you have this epic hero that, like, how can he possibly get out of this? And either by luck or just will, he's surviving and dodging everything and yeah it's i i could watch that scene on a loop and just have a grin on my face for days
1: yeah i didn't even think about raiders or any any of that series like thinking about this like that's the thing like once you start digging into action scenes Mm -hmm. this could be a forever long list because that's freaking awesome yeah you know
3: i did force myself to other than this one stay away from like the the classic action movies like Die Hard or Lethal Weapon or all those because when you think action sequence your your mind immediately goes to the the grandfathers of the action movie at least in our generation and yeah. I was just like nah that's that's really low hanging fruit because when I think about those movies I think about the movie as a whole not a specific scene and yeah. if I mention this one that I have on my list here, I'm going to break this rule immediately. But it's just, I was like, I, I want to actually have a scene to talk about. But when you talk about Raiders, you can't talk about Raiders without that scene. Yeah.
1: Well, and then, like, the fist fight the Nazi in the airplane.
3: That was it's a very amazing. close second. Oh, my yeah. gosh.
1: Yeah. All right. What's everyone's opinion on Temple of Doom? It's amazing, Ooh. right? Everyone agrees with me, right?
3: I, I
4: do love Temple of Doom.
1: There I mean, go. it's
4: it's not worse than any of the other ones.
2: <laughs> they, but it's also not better than National Treasure. Am I right, you guys? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we all
4: agree. The national Treasure
3: go.
2: is better than Raiders.
3: Whoa! I said it better than Raiders. Ain't nobody wait, 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 scared. Wait.
1: Wait, what which one did
3: you say was better? National Treasure.
1: (laughs) National Treasure?
3: Yeah. I think my brain just broke.
2: I think well okay. I mean if you wanna
4: like whatever, you know, supposed to like, that's fine. But I like good movies. So
2: (laughs) (laughs) And Joe's defense National Treasure is better, funnier, and more entertaining with better action. But I know some people really like Indiana Jones. Yeah nice (laughs) oh that's amazing (laughs) i know that's a weird thing to say everybody loves indiana jones i i I really liked the third one i think i was only okay on the first two i didn't hate them i thought they were good but i i missed what the big appeal was one day i'll see him and be like oh you're dumb that's why it's awesome but that (laughs) day hasn't come yet (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, for me like while we're on the, while we're on the tangent like for me it was the whole like forbidden fruit of those movies because i was yeah. not allowed to watch them at oh, yeah. all and it, the whole mystique around that and i remember like my neighbors they were having people over and like their kids were having a party or whatever and they were watching uh Raiders of the Lost Ark and i remember walking in just as the arc was opening. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those, it was kind of as cheesy as it sounds, but it's like one of those pivotal childhood memories. Like I'm in a room full of older kids watching the, the reason why I'm not allowed to watch this movie and I'm watching it now and it's freaking great. And then temple of doom, it's just nothing but that maybe not the best cinema ever, but it's kind of like going and getting yourself a nice, a nice Burger King cheeseburger, you know, that's you Temple go. of Doom, you know.
3: I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, no one is going to throw action movies into quote-unquote best cinema. It's it's escapism. It's just – it revels in the violence and ridiculousness, and it's <sighs> – I don't know, yeah. but
1: oh, oh, No Country for I mean, Old Men has whole great action scenes, oh. and that's like oh. some – good cinema right
3: there. I've still that. not seen that either. Nicholas
2: uh,
1: Shang Dango. A whole different conversation. Yeah. But
2: I want to talk about what would make best cinema because oh, I would much no. rather watch a movie yeah. that has like this great escapism than makes me think like, oh, this movie is really emotionally difficult, and now I have to go back to some of the more emotionally difficult parts of you can you know, have your day-to-day both. life.
4: You can have both, okay? They don't have to be garbage Spielberg stuff. Don't, wait, oh, don't worry,
2: guys. Oh, shit. I, got, I got
4: two more for you in my top four.
2: So I want to clarify for our listeners, when Josh says garbage Spielberg, Spielberg, he means Schindler's List. (laughs) (laughs) I
4: also also had a Spielberg pick as my number four. So, (laughs) All
1: right. So so let me ask you a question. When you said they can be both. Right. So because that's kind of my appeal to what I would refer to as like just absurd movies, because I'm just like. I don't want to think about real life. Real life Mm -hmm. sucks sometimes. I just want to watch a giant monkey fight a giant lizard and beat him up with a tree. You know, but then, so like for you, when you're watching something that's very emotional, is that, well, for me, the
4: The action sequences are that much more meaningful? It's like, so my number one is, I'm not going to give it away, but it's not totally in that vein. But my number two definitely is where it's like, I mean it's it's hardcore like cinema film geek whatever and right. there's action sequences in it that I'm I'm assuming most of you will agree that are just like holy shit amazing and for right. me it makes them that much more meaningful cuz it's like it's tied in together like everything is like Rob Bell says everything is spiritual right James
1: <laughs> Right but, but I wasn't I wasn't necessarily <laughs> asking like heck yeah on Rob but Bell, just, by I, the way but, for sure. ha- but more along the lines of like d- so when you watch uh, i don't know the right term so i'm sorry i'm an idiot but like if you watch a deeply emotional art house film yeah d- does that purge like real life bullshit for you as much as like watching a giant so, monkey beat up a giant I mean, lizard does for me
4: the main thing it does is not really purge it so much as empathy right so like okay Rod- Roger Ebert's amazing quote about, like, movies being an empathy machine, like, I-, I know this sounds like I'm faking it, but, like, Tarkovsky, like, one of my favorite directors, is, like, got this quote that says, like, to relate somebody to their world is the meaning of cinema, so, like, for me, it's like, oh, I'm going through this terrible time in my life, so are they, or, you know, so-and-so has it way worse than I do. Okay, uh, some people have real problems, like that kind of vibe. It just makes me, like, step back and kind of think, this isn't really that big of a deal. Like, so I don't, so I had a rough week at my job. Some people are starving to death,
1: you know. No, uh, I get you. Yeah.
4: Okay. Yep. So you got a nice car. That don't impress me much.
1: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> No, that's cool. Yeah, that makes sense, because I I just never, because I'm just like, I'm feeling sad enough as it it is already. I I don't watch any. Yeah,
4: I love action movies. I mean, I I don't watch them like all the, you know, I don't watch um, heavy movies all the time. But uh, sometimes I feel like they do cross over a little bit, which, which we'll get into some. But, but for me, sometimes when it's so ridiculous, I just, I just check out because it's like, this is silly. Like this doesn't I can't connect to it at all. Sometimes I love it. I mean, I love, like, Zombieland and a few random ones, but for the most part, I I just don't. So what were you going to say, Joseph? I was going to say, well, a couple things. One, it all depends on the mood, right? So, like, if I'm... I'm a huge fan and apologist for all nine Fast and the Furious movies, and those are... 100 percent ridiculous the dialogue's ridiculous the acting's ridiculous the car scenes like but it, that's what makes it fun it's so it's like a yeah. caricature of of real life um but i don't think that like that means that i can't also enjoy you know um mid, well midsummer's a bad example it's horror but some artsy <laughs> movie <Yeah>. like dream <laughs> color upstream color like it well and okay so that's one point is that you can enjoy different things for different reasons uh and different times but the other thing i was going to say was like there's this quote speaking of quotes so i love the marvel movies like most of us i think and scorsese came out and shit on them relatively recently and the russo brothers the guys that make most of the avengers one of them had a quote that said, "Nobody owns cinema," and that's that's like my favorite nice, yeah. way to think about movies. Is like nobody, nobody's deciding for me like what's good and what's bad and what's meaningful and what's not. As we all can attest to, like none of us ever agree on movies or anything else. So I don't know why we would ascribe like certain things like uh, movies, art, movies are. Heavy and action movies are dumb. Like, if I'm going to the theater and I have a great experience watching it, that's all that matters. And that could be The Master, which is like a super layered English major type movie, or it could be Mad Max. Which, spoiler alert, is my number one. But what mine too? No, it's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. Nice. <laughs>
4: but it's a different Mad Max. Yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tina Turner. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Goodness awesome.
1: Goodness yeah. Fellow. Good discussion. Yeah.
4: Well, James, what's your? Uh, is it James? Your number? Shit, I don't even know. Three. James is number
2: three. Yeah. 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 That's my number three. First, just for Josh, do a little ah, sip of RC for the working man. Yeah. Let's say Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh yeah. <laughs> reference to his podcast. And speaking of, um, Bill, let me ask you a question. Yeah. When's the last time you bought a new pair of underwear?
1: When was the last time I bought a new pair of underwear?
2: Uh,
1: mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, a couple months ago.
2: Did you know that the average woman prefers their man to have fresh underwear that they buy every month? I mean, some of these guys have been wearing the same underwear two years, three years. I mean, hell, have a little intimate moment with a woman. She sees your stinky undies. You're not going to get another intimate moment like that again. That's why I wanted to take some time to mention our friends at MeUndies.com. Them some bitches will send you new undies every week, every month, whatever you need for your life. And they're going to be the kind of things that'll get you all the room you need for when it's time to make a little more room in your life for a woman. You understand what I'm saying, man? Meundies.com. That's the bottom line. Just pull apart, set so. but... us <laughs> two,
1: Pickybacks on Josh here. That's so 3 <laughs> You're a freaking hero. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh man.
3: So glad you all finally got a sponsor.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Man, it's been a long time coming.
3: Even Spe- if it's just in your brain. Yeah.
1: <sighs> Freaking incredible.
4: It's no. been a long time coming. The name of Nick's Sextate. <laughs> hey.
1: <laughs> I'm loud
3: and I'm proud.
2: I mean, loud, proud, long time coming. It sounds like you guys have been talking to some of our friends over at. Bluechew.com. <laughs> Ever since <laughs> I've been going up not- all, all over like I'm a damn teenager or something. I mean, hell, Bluechew, <laughs> it keeps me going all day and it keeps me rolling all night. So be sure to stop over to slash Steve Austin. Let them know that you know what the bottom line is when it comes to the mail enhancement.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
2: <laughs> I to continue please don't my number three is also from the matrix and i man i did not get into the matrix when it was like the big movie <laughs> so much and i only saw it in parts i never saw it all the way through i don't think until just like two or three years ago right And then when I finally saw, like, start to to finish, I went out and I bought it because I loved it so much. I I own less than 20 movies, and that's one of them. So the action scene I'm going to mention is a little bit different. It's the introduction to the movie, the Trinity Chase scene, right? Um, Yes. Okay. So first of all, the kick, right? She does that kick over her shoulder to kick some guy behind her at head level that thing alone she trained six months to do that freaking kick and they don't even do it in slow motion it's just like there snap yeah. there it is and it's gone it's so freaking cool also she twisted an ankle when she did that kick but because this was her big break she went on pro wrestler and she hid the injury because to get that role apparently she was up against jillian anderson and sandra bullock which again, box office name value, especially back then.
1: Yeah, she was way out but
2: <sighs> they casting picked her, and she didn't want to blow what she thought was her big shot. So she worked through the pain like a wrestler, <laughs> finished the match, finished the movie. And again, that scene, you know, it's like the rooftops, the slow-mo, the uh, spin-around cam. It's all there. Everything that The Matrix is famous for, you get in that very first jaw-dropping action sequence. And just the cool part where Agent Smith, at the beginning, I think a police officer says, you know, I've got 12 of my men up there or something like that. And Agent Smith goes, no, your men are already dead. Uh, And then it just shows her killing them one by one so great uh running on the wall man i could go on and on about that scene that i just did but that's my number three love that scene so much yeah boy <laughs> and
1: what what i like about this is that you guys are reminding me of stuff that i had forgotten i'm like yeah that that beginning scene is amazing i like, feel like you know, go ahead Bill. yeah no go ahead is this is this cool like because you don't watch a movie after a while you know, so you just forget about it. You know, you, you remember, like, oh, yeah, there's some really cool scenes in The Matrix. But then, like, I honestly had forgotten how cool that beginning scene was. So that's what I'm, like, enjoying about, like, yeah, that was a badass scene. I, I feel like so many, I mean,
4: every movie since then, every action movie has been, like, somewhat paying <laughs> homage, homage, whatever, to that movie. Yeah, And they go back and watch it and see that it still holds up. I mean, there's definitely weird shit in it, but... It's it's so good. It's just so much fun and like
1: Yeah, I agree with you 100% about the like movies after that changed. Like, I think if you look back at it now, it could easily compare action movies and action sequences you know, owe almost everything to that movie the way like, modern day special effects, I would say, owe oh, to the original Star Wars movie. Like, you can do a space movie that looks good without, you know, ships on string. You know, like the slowdown yeah. effect, and like now, you know, like the, the bullet scene. You know, there's so many movies that have copied that, but that was the original.
2: All right. we're to number
1: two.
4: Hey, a oh, quick sorry. shout out to our sponsor, Stay Free MaxiPan. <laughs> when you have your monthly boo boo, pull one of these near your hoo hoo. Stay free, Max. <laughs> 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 if,
1: if I can make a request, I want to hear that same commercial that is Paul Bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, you have some Yes, no.
3: (laughs) Stay
0: free, MaxiPad. Because sometimes (laughs) your period is death. But it doesn't have to be a bloody death. Oh, yes. (laughs) Amazing.
1: (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) All right.
4: My number two. (coughs) Moving on. As we were discussing um, action sequences within whatever non-action movies for me it's um the car scene and children of men i holy crap don't know if everybody's that yes. but yeah Um uh, <sighs> so good it's it's unreal like I, I go back and watch it i just watched it this week as we were talking about these and it holds up a thousand percent it's it's the kind of vibe you get in every post-apocalyptic movie where it's like or like the walking dead where you know, they finally feel familiar enough with each other to, like, goof off and, um, just feel, like, somewhat normalcy and then just, like, the real world apocalypse, like, comes hitting again and it's just super intense. Um, spoiler alert if you don't want to know, um, like, a major character dies in that scene that is also, like, just kind of jarring and it just brings you back down to where it's just, like, God, like, this is, like, a freaking crazy heavy uh, movie about like <laughs> the end times or whatever so yeah that's my number two
1: it's it's hilarious I love that scene. So, so did you know um, that final scene where he walks out of the tenement house holding the baby like that whole scene was shot in one take yeah which just but- makes that scene even more amazing yeah, the uh, yeah. car
4: scene has a lot of that vibe. It's not 100%, but um, it's got a lot of, like, panning around and everything, and it's got that that feel to it, so I love it so much. I want to watch it. And,
1: and that that was all shot like you're seeing everything from their point of view inside the car, right? Yep. Yeah, man, so good. Have you
4: guys seen it, James, Joseph, Nick? I can't remember. I know Joseph. But...
1: I haven't.
2: You I have gone?
4: not. I have not. Oh, guys, they used. I remember they played a scene from it in um, at Crossroads one time for around Christmas time because the uh, the conceit yeah. of the movie is, um, you know, she she's like carrying a child for the first time in whatever twenty years or something. Oh, I world. can't remember. And yeah. uh, they're trying to protect her to where she can <laughs> have the baby. And so they they show a scene that as them walking out of a building with like all of these armed um, you know army like soldiers protecting her and and the and the feel is like the the nativity or something like that. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember
1: that now. Yeah, I do too. Do you guys? Do you guys it know the premise a... of the movie? It's Nick like nobody
2: can have a baby on Earth, right?
1: Yeah, the the youngest person on the planet is 18 years old. And, like, the movie begins with, like, the news report that he had died in, like, a car accident or something. So everyone is really upset. And, uh, and then in the middle of all this, somebody conceives. And it's a huge deal because, you know, yeah, it's amazing. Huh. Right. Uh, cool. Well. So,
4: Joseph, what's your number two? Hey, there's not a finer product than Stay Free Maxi Pans. (laughs) 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 Looks like the elevator. Stay Free Maxi Pans.
0: (laughs) What's the promo code? (laughs)
4: Oh,
1: no. Oh, man.
2: (laughs) You ever play roulette? Well, the safre maxi—you'll never bet on red.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> All right. uh, I'm stealing
4: these if anybody other than James hasn't recognized it by now. It's from SNL. I wish I was making this up. <laughs> um, no, I think we're <laughs> the last two people watching SNL. That's well, an older one? So. That's enough. They're That's enough. enough. Um. So my number two, if you'll call it that, is the Daredevil TV show, season one, episode two. Oh um, man! Essentially calling what? it the hallway scene. Yes. yes. Has ever has everybody seen it? Maybe I no? have not. Oh, good so enough. similar to the kitchen scene from Raid. Um, if you haven't seen it, just YouTube it. I just did it Don't before this. YouTube it um, on the show.
3: Yeah, watch well, yeah, the show.
4: But, right, but I'm just saying, if you're not going to watch the show, at least watch the scene.
3: That's so good.
1: Which episode was By that? This
3: season just 1 look episode up Daredevil two, hallway fight.
1: Season 1 episode 2. So Joe, like, set, two. Okay. set this up for us. Like, what's going on
2: here?
4: So this is very early in the show, which is very early in. They're doing, like, a gritty origin story for Daredevil where he's basically just doing what's right because as a lawyer he's seeing people go free and, and hearing things that uh, he can't prove in court, stuff like that. So he, he finds out about this little boy that's been kidnapped and goes to the apartment complex or whatever um, that he's being held in. And he's got this really cool outfit on where he's just like not at all thinking he's a superhero. He's just Got a mask and um, you know, it's like homemade. Yeah, it's like homemade, um, and then just beats the living shit out of tons of people. Uh, but it's super like feels very authentic, similar to Children of Mana. It has a a one shot <coughs> take kind of vibe, even though there's a couple cuts like hidden in there, but. It's fantastic. I won't give too much away so you guys can enjoy it, but um, really his performance is what I think sells it. Cause he looks so much like a real person, like kind of the flip flop of what we were saying earlier. where like the crazier, the better if like, I almost put Thor versus Hulk on here, but it's not really the longest scene. Um, but those are like gods and mutants and things. And so, just to have a guy go in there and have like a really exhausting fight, um, and he sells it super well. Like he's he's breathing heavy and slouching against the wall and stuff. It's it's fantastic. So and I and I gotta say I don't know if cathartic is the right word, but people that love Daredevil for so long, like from the comics, and then they finally make a Daredevil movie and it's dog shit. And then you're just like, man, nobody really freaking gets Daredevil. Like, Daredevil is so cool. And, uh, you know, they make the TV series, and it's just spot on. It's, like, perfect. It's like they took, you know, the the Prime Michael Bendis, Alex Maleev, you know, comic straight to life. And it's, it's very, I don't know the right word because I wasn't an English major, but very exhilarating. Is that right, guys?
1: That sounds right. But although, although I am going to challenge you on that. I think when he balanced on the seesaw with Electra, that was super cool. That's when I knew that guy. It
4: was cool, but Did it take wasn't. take care it, of
1: business. Yeah. I mean, supervillains, watch out.
4: <laughs> yeah, like Josh said, I mean, obviously we're past that scene now, but that whole show, him gradually getting his costume, and when you first see the costume, like, full-on, and then, um, the... Priapism City. Huh? Priapism City. (laughs) Vincent D'Onofrio does an amazing kingpin, like, a really fucked-up, like, nuanced, only Vincent D'Onofrio can pull off kind of thing. Like, it's a a great show. And then Shane, one of my all-time favorite people, who I will never (laughs) call anything but Shane is the Punisher mm-hmm. in the, the later seasons and he's born to play Punisher. Yep. Um,
3: it's basically like those, the Marvel Netflix shows like Daredevil was amazing. And some of the other ones were great too. And oh gosh, I, I hate that they just stopped. Yeah. it's a real I,
1: I pull, I pulled that scene up now. I'm watching it now. Yeah, it's cool. But how can he see if he's blind?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Heightened senses. <laughs> All right.
4: Um, Phil, what's your number two?
1: Cool. All right. So um, I wanted to go for, like, immediately when I thought of action scenes, I thought, like, historic action scenes. And I really, really – struggled on this one because my immediate pick was the opening scene from Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Uh, because that is just perfect in every way and how that's done. But I went for Braveheart, the battle of Sterling because that was my first, I credit that as my first actual, like just over the top battle scene that I ever saw and, and I, I can say now as a, as a kid I mean I rented the tape from Blockbuster or whatever when I was in high school and I just remember watching that scene and just thinking holy shit this is amazing and just it just keeps going and I watched it again like up to the part of the horses where they're impaling them on the, the pikes which is amazing and then freaking Mel Gibson's amazing where he has that war hammer he just like hammers it down into that dude's helmet and it just blood just squirts down. And there's that one shot where there's just, just, you know, background characters fighting each other. And it's probably my favorite shot of the whole battle scene. And this one dude just flies out of nowhere and just hammers this British guy in the face. And it like splats out a little bit of blood on on the camera. And then it just cuts, like just the rapid cuts. uh, I just love how it's shot. Um, even though it's not you know historically accurate on how the battle of sterling went down, but whatever. But like, I, I just loved that battle scene, and that's the one that got me into like, wow, this is really freaking cool. Um, you know, the, the shots of just like the people, the two armies running full tilt at each other. Uh, I thought that was just perfect. So, yeah, that was my number two.
4: Nice, that was an honorable mention for me, Bill. I love, I love Braveheart.
1: Yeah, and I think to this day, that's pro- that's the best pre-battle speech in any movie that I've seen. Like, yeah. th- you know, there's some good ones, but that one definitely builds up the, the feeling of it. Like, these guys are only there to get the lords rich and gain more lands. And I love the dialogue between, like, the older dude and the younger kid. And he's like, what's happening? And they're like, well, they're just going to talk, we're going to negotiate, and we're going to walk off. Or if they don't, we're going to fight. And, you know, they know that they're screwed and they so they just start leaving. And so I think that's what makes that speech so great is that lead up beforehand and and just the whole scene in general and how they pulled it off, especially at a time when CGI was a thing, but not quite a thing. So they had to do a lot of practical stuff and they did a great job showing what horses look like if they were to be run through by large poles. You know, this is great. Love it.
4: All right, Nicholas.
3: Cool. So, my number two is kind of the outlier on my list, at least in my opinion, in that I've kind of realized that the action sequences that I love the most are fast-paced, which I would even... Even though um, V for Vendetta, the the showdown at the end, was in slow-mo, it was still a fast-paced fight. Like, you could tell... Like what was going on because they slowed it down, but it, everything was still like happening really quickly, before the 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 his adversaries could even react. So this one, my number two, is the opening heist scene from The Dark Knight. Um, oh
1: yeah, yeah. So this oh is gosh. not
3: fast paced at all. This I, I could probably make an argument that for a
2: story of a good action scene.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I could make an argument that this is one of the best, if not the best, in my opinion, openings to a action movie ever. Because the music alone just starts off like it, it's it, it puts you in a in a space where your your pulse is already racing a little bit just from the music. You don't know who these guys are in the in the clown masks you know they're immediately breaking into a bank you don't know it's a mob bank until later and then you're seeing, it's like a puzzle you're seeing pieces of the puzzle here and there and then as the the different criminals start to fall as they're turning on each other as it goes to plan then the bank manager comes out with a freaking thought off shotgun and starts like shooting up the place, which you're not expecting that at all, that's absolutely ridiculous and then, like, the the bus that goes crashing into the building to take the other guy out, it's just, oh my gosh. But the payoff, the payoff of it is that the last clown criminal standing gets into the bus, or, well, before he gets into the bus, he pulls off his mask when he's talking to the bank manager, and it's the frickin' Joker. It's Heath Ledger is the frickin' Joker, and that is how they introduce him into this movie. There was so much unrest before the dark knight came out about heath ledger being the joker and i was guilty of that too that that was the perfect way of introducing him of saying here's what this guy can do by the way it's the joker and it's heath ledger doing it so ah, gosh i i love that opening sequence so much
2: awesome so good nick
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, that oh man, so good.
3: Yeah, okay. his
1: his dialogue with Harvey Dent in the hospital mm-hmm. is incredible.
3: Oh, of course.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. Um James? All right, number 3, um 2. Number 2, sorry. Number 2. Number 2, I will go with the very the the movie they live is a cult movie anyway bill <laughs> loves it huge fan rowdy rowdy piper and next laughing i think cuz if you've seen the movie you know what i'm about to say it's the fight i it's
3: will say like, that i had this on my yeah. list but i knew either you or bill was going to talk about it so i left it off
1: i very i nice. debated i debated about this but man freaking a freaking freaking love that movie so funny.
2: And so in the fight, like, apparently, and Bill, tell me if I'm remembering this correctly, Rowdy Roddy Piper and the other guy in the fight scene, they choreographed that themselves, right? Yes. Okay, so yeah, they apparently, I think while they were shooting the movie, the two of them would just kind of spend their downtime between takes coming up with crap for that fight scene, and it lasts forever. <laughs> I think it's like an eight-minute scene or something like that, right? <laughs> It's, yep. it's close to that. Let me look that up. Okay. And while Bill's looking that up, I will say, as a really cool tribute to it, I used to be a South Park fan. And they did this episode where the little boy Billy uh, – no, the little boy Timmy and the little boy Jimmy get into a fight with each other. And they build up the whole episode that, oh, they're going to have this fight. And so when they do the fight, it is – they skip a few <laughs> shots from the they live fight scene but otherwise it's a shot for shot blow for blow exact remake of the they live fight scene the youtube video i'll recommend this week just look up (laughs) they live south park and somebody Ah. like just splice the two together so you can see them happening concurrently with the timing being really close to dead on and everything And then at the end of the South Park, after both guys are just, like, laid out and defeated, and you see, like, then you see 50 adults standing there watching it. Finally, some douchebag, after they're both just dead, lying on the ground, goes, all right, boys, that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) Looking it up on YouTube,
1: it is uh, 6 minutes and 45 seconds
2: long. 6.45, okay. Yeah. But yeah. So I have nothing to add to that scene, but the they live fight scene, it's well known, it's renowned, and it deserves the mention, so they live, man. That's my number two.
1: Yeah, and I and I gotta say, I think that movie wins for best one-liners from Piper.
2: Mm-hmm. I know the
1: whole, like, chew bubble gum and kick ass gets a lot of love, but man, the whole line, like, life's a bitch and she's in heat. And he's <laughs> so- like... <laughs> And he's going on and like telling about his story growing up with his dad and like how his dad used to beat him and all that. And he just super emotional or whatever. And then he just wraps it up with like, why ain't daddy's little boy anymore? (laughs) Like, oh, man, so freaking good. Did you know how
2: he got that role and where those lines came from? Well,
1: I think you told me that Carpenter hired him. But then he Mm -hmm. didn't say like. But he had like a notebook of lines that he would write for like his wrestling gig that he like didn't he didn't he tell Carpenter like, cool, I'll do it. But I want to I want to throw in some of my own lines with that. Is that is that what was going on?
2: That's yeah. The way Roddy Piper tells it is that John Carpenter was kind of a fan. I think he was at WrestleMania three. And so after the event, like John Carpenter and Roddy Piper and a few of their like family or friends, whatever, like went out to dinner together. And while they're there, John Carpenter, the way he talks about it is he says, I saw a, the word he used was quality. I saw a quality in him that I just thought I could really do something with him. So Piper said just over dinner, he said, like, hey, would you be interested in maybe being in or even starting in one of my movies? And Roddy said, like, I didn't want to like totally geek out essentially in front of them, so I just went like, yeah, sure, I'll do that, and then just went right on to talking like it was nothing, even though I thought it was awesome. And then so yeah, while they're making the movie, Roddy Piper hands him this notebook, like, hey, I've got um all these lines I use for wrestling and that I would use in the future. Would you like to use any of them? And he said, like, when he turned open the page, the first line he saw was the chew bubblegum and kick ass line. And he thought, like, man, that's a great line. And so I think they used a bunch of
1: lines in that movie just from that notebook that Piper would keep. That's amazing. I did not know that's how they 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 met each other. I didn't know Carpenter was at a WrestleMania. That's amazing.
2: I, I think I'm remembering that right. I think that sounded uh, right. Documentary that WWE made about ten or fifteen years ago, but yeah, I thought that was super cool.
1: Although I could see Carpenter leading with anybody, being like, "How do you feel about synthesizers?" And then whatever their reaction is to that, then <laughs> then they can like build a friendship. <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> oh man, do you know Space Age Love Song by Flaco seagulls I mean, I ran it some of the play, but Space Age is much better. <laughs> You've got do so- job. There's gotta be like some kind of horror movie overlay with wrestling, right? Because all the horror movies. Oh man, there are, yeah, is it is. But Stephen yeah. King mentions wrestling, like in a handful of his novels, to mention it.
1: Yeah, well, and it's kind of funny. Like, there's—I mean, this is complete sidetrack. But being a Stephen King nerd and a creep show nerd, there is a a scene in the Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill where Stephen King is slowly turning into a plant, and he's watching. Like, it's an old-school wrestling match. And I'm like, man, just as a geek of this movie, I would love to watch that full wrestling match just to hear, like, the line from... Because the announcer says something like, oh, there goes everything but the kitchen sink. Like, and you know, that's it. And, like, and that's a part of the line in the movie that's amazing. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, there's a huge crossover with horror and wrestling. And there was even some... There was one horror hound years ago, and there was a crap ton of wrestlers there because there was some movie that just came out. It was like wrestlers versus zombies or something like that. That has the whole, to be Piper, right? I think so, and I deeply regret not getting his autograph because I remember seeing him there, and I saw him at, Nick, I think he was at Comic-Con in Chicago when we went up there. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, fine. that would be really cool to get his autograph, but then I didn't and I should have because I freaking love they live and he's become kind of a, a role model of just like not giving a damn in certain situations, you know? So I don't know. James, I looked it up. It's
4: Bob Backlund versus the Samoan number one. Well, So uh, wait, so that's the, that's the I match. related, related to the rock. What'd you say, Bill?
1: Is that the Match and creep show? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Heck yeah.
4: All right. Um, where are we at? Where are we at? So that's back to me. Uh, my number one. So my m- number one is the bank robbery shootout in Michael Mann's Heat. Anybody?
1: No, I don't know Hell that yeah. one.
4: Yep. Never seen it. <laughs> so, so um, What's Heat, it called? Heat? Heat is the movie. Yeah, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. I love it so much. It's basically it's Robert De Niro and Al Pacino Al Pacino's a, a lieutenant trying to catch Robert De Niro, who is a, a longtime bank robber, and it's a pretty, like, long, quiet, <laughs> understated movie, which makes the the bank robbery shootout super intense, and it's just kind of one of those, like, massive shootouts, guns blazing, all that kind of stuff. I love it so much, it's, I mean, it's one of my favorite movies, like I said, so. I I had to go with it for number one. I I didn't know if anybody had seen it. I I know Joseph has, but yeah. That's my number one. Awesome. I've not seen that. Do you want to back me up here? It's a great movie. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I'd like to rewatch it, but it's hard to convince Ashley to watch three hours of Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Joseph, what's your number one? (laughs) so my number one is hands down the first one i knew i was picking when i when i um we were gonna do this list is mad max fury road it's my favorite movie period I, i kind of tie that with like two other movies but most of the time it's my number one it was definitely my favorite movie theater experience i remember just being in all like if you could I picture like at the end of it, like you just cut to me and I'm like plastered to the back of the chair and my hair is blown back and I'm like sweating. Like it's just a, a full on action smorgasbord from start to finish. Um, but the the very beginning is what I guess I'll go with, even though it's hard to pick just one. But the very beginning, you get introduced to him and you're really confused because there's not really a lot of cohesive backstory. But he's got flashbacks and stuff, and he's been captured, and he's getting tattooed. Basically, it's his escape scene, so, he, I mean, I guess it's spoilers, but it's the first scene. He breaks loose and runs away, and he keeps running into these really cool shots of kids and women and men that he's from his past. But they have, like, skulls kind of superimposed on their heads and feel freaky. Finally, he like, fights a bunch of the guys. Finally breaks through. And it's, like, a huge cliff. Um, He almost falls. Looks back. There are, like, 50 guys coming after him. He backs up a little, jumps. And catches himself on this giant, like, crane hook thing. And then they all, like, grab him and pull him back into the Compound or whatever on the cliff, and the door is shut, and it just says "Mad Max Fury Road." Like it's the best opening ever. I will read a George Miller quote. One of my favorite people. He's I love him because he's the director of Mad Max, most of the Mad Max stuff, and also Babe. So yeah, I, I know yeah, I love it. All of that came from him, but he uh, he's he's got this quote that I love that. He says, I just love action movies. For me, the most universal language and the purest syntax of cinema is in the action movies. What he's really big on that I love is telling a story through action. So there's no, well, there's like tiny bits of dialogue in that first scene, but um, mostly it's just action. But you're already getting a really big introduction into this world, into this character and what's going on. And you're like hooked right away without any. Real story. So anyway, that's that's
1: my number one. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so that I would agree with you. That opening scene is incredible. It just like when he's running through the hallways and just seeing all that stuff, and they're like tattooing like his blood type and his information, and you don't even know why until later. Uh, it's yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, I I'm with you on on Fury Road. That one's on easily top ten list of movies i mean I, a couple weeks ago i watched it and then immediately the next night watched it again because i freaking love that movie so much so my number one was the first chase scene and then the dust storm from fury road that that was mine like you know, when, <laughs> when, when they're out there on um the war rig and it's when the war boys realize that furiosa is not taking a a shortcut or whatever that they're um she's taking it so now like all the war rigs that were saving her from the dune buggy you know junk land people are now turning against them and now they're going straight into a dust storm and you see the whole thing witness me where they're spray painting themselves like going to valhalla shiny and chrome it's so freaking cool and Max is hanging off the front of it because he's a freaking blood bag for the. For, uh. Oh, what's his name? I had it, I just lost it.
4: Oh, the bad guy?
1: No, the, the war boy that ends up turning. Oh, um. Nux. Nux, yeah. So, yeah, it's. That is my favorite action scene out of all of them. That whole movie is just perfect in, in what it pulls off. And, like, the freaking do Warrior, the guy with the flamethrower guitar that's just freaking incredible like that serves no purpose <laughs> at all and it's the best part of the whole freaking movie one of them yeah yeah
4: i almost picked the scene where they where he get he meets or not meets but essentially gets rescued by charlie's curiosa uh, he's like confused and stuff and doesn't know what's going on so he's kind of also fighting them but really just trying to get loose yeah and, such a badass in it that every scene in that movie could be the top four because that it's just constant action yeah, yeah. It, it's a perfect movie
2: incredible so i'll say i've never seen that movie either and with all these movies i haven't seen i thought i gotta look up some of these scenes so i looked up this scene that you're talking about i'm watching it right now and it really is really
1: freaking good <laughs> yeah it's and it's the funny thing is, is like Joe. I would agree. Like watching it in theaters, Nick will understand this. Nick, remember when we were like really into Grand Theft Auto when we were in oh, the yes. dorm and everything? Do you remember this conversation at all? Where we're like, "Wow, it's it's really weird playing this game and then having to go drive normally." Do you yes. remember that conversation? Okay, mm-hmm. so that's immediately how I felt after seeing this movie. Like. I felt like I needed to sit for like 45 minutes before I even attempted to get into a car. Cause I'm just like, Oh, that's cool. I can do that with cars now. Like it's so <laughs> freaking cool. And you would think like people are critical about it. They're like, well, it's just a two and a half hour long car chase scene. And for one, if you don't like that movie, you just hate movies in general. Just admit that you don't like anything good. <laughs> there is no point in that movie where you're like, wow, I'm really bored watching this happen right now. Like, And especially on top of like we're talking about Jurassic Park, like practical and digital effects, the amount of stuff that was practical. And that's what made it so cool. The guy, the Doof Warrior playing the guitar, and it has like a flamethrower. That was a legit flamethrower. That wasn't like, oh, we'll just put it in CGI. Like, that's what made it so great. Yeah. Friggin love it.
3: That's definitely one of those movies that and I know we've already had several mentioned tonight that. I haven't seen it and it's a crime that I haven't seen it so much so that I, I own it and I still haven't found the time to see it. So yeah, every time yeah. I hear that movie talked about, it's just like a gut punch to me of like, why have I not watched this yet?
1: Oh, man. So good. You need to watch it this weekend.
3: And I actually, I just looked in my inventory and I do have Logan as well and still haven't seen it.
1: Oh my so, gosh.
3: I'm seriously slacking. Don't waste your time.
1: <laughs> what? Just because you like the origins movie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> His favorite character was Deadpool. So it's my turn. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I I talked myself back into it. My number one was I originally I was gonna take this off the list because I said it was a cheat. Um, but I figured out a way to actually include it, and that is John Wick. I, I pretty much just wanted to include the entirety of John Wick as number one, but that's not a specific scene. If you, so who has anyone else here seen the John Wick movies or not seen them?
1: I have not. John Wick is fucking amazing. I, I, I have, have not. So, much.
3: so for... I do
1: like the idea of the dog dying, though. So I'm I'm Shut intrigued up. that way. <laughs> or james. dude
2: did they throw a rock at his abdomen when they killed <sighs> him
3: we've already had to talk about <laughs> impaled horses guys come on i've got to make it through this without crying but for for bill and james you've heard me talk about this some before but john wick is a perfect revenge flick it's it, it revels in what it is. It's a retired hitman that is drawn back into his old profession. So getting past the, the whole dog scene and everything at the beginning, which I will actually admit is quite beautiful because it actually makes him a very empathetic character, just the way that that was shot. And it, yeah. I mean, you're gutted right at the beginning. And so you're like fully on board with anybody he takes out from here on out. But my probably my favorite scene in the first John Wick movie was uh, the scene where he infiltrates the Red Circle Club to uh, go in and take out this one specific guy. It's one of those movies where there's no limit to the amount of henchmen he's got to kill. There's no limit to the amount of bullets that he's firing. I mean, it does have scenes where it's showing him reload, but in most cases, there is no damn way that his gun holds that many bullets. he He's basically using his gun as a fist. It's oh, it's so glorious. just the the innovative different ways that that he's shooting and fighting and the choreography in it. I, the The thing that I love at the very beginning of this scene is that he gets the drop on the doorman who is played by uh kevin nash and his name is francis bill so there you go
1: there we go nice <laughs>
3: yeah but he doesn't kill him he just he he's familiar with him he's familiar with all these people in this underworld and uh kevin nash asks, asks him are you here on business or pleasure and he said i'm afraid it's business francis and he says would you like to take the night off the whole time he's standing behind him with a gun to his head, and he just says, thank you, sir. And then that's that's the end of it. But everyone else he encounters going into the Red Circle Club, he is just destroying them. Like multiple gunshots to the face, to the abdomen, to like limbs and body parts. There's very few instances where he's using anything other than his gun, and he's not using it in the same way each time. It's just... It's absolute, like it's revenge porn, is what it is. It's so gloriously violent and so fast-paced, but it also has like a little hint of Edgar Wright to it because the gunshots sync up to the music in certain parts, almost perfectly. It's, I, I, I don't know. It it's one of those movies that you watch it and after you're done, you're you're like. I, I feel cleansed. I feel like, uh, Josh, unlike what you were describing earlier about having to see a, a movie with like some serious hard emotions that let you like get those out, I hold on to negative emotions, like really hardcore. So for me to actually exercise the demons, I have to see something that just has nothing to do with my depression or my anger other than someone else. Like taking revenge on what's making them mad. So <clears throat> ah, it's it's a great movie. And there's three movies. So it's just it's wonderful.
1: Nice. So between you
2: and my sisters recommended this, I really want to watch John Wick now. Because I'm so, again I'm watching this Red Circle nightclub scene and it's really good.
3: <laughs> I I will say it, my my vote for like once we are post Corona world, is that we've we've all suggested different movies that at least one or two of us have not seen. I say we just get together like under on the reg and watch these movies because I'm, be I'm not going to get this. I'm not going to get to see Mad Max Fury Road otherwise because there's not going to be a day where I have the night just completely to myself. Yeah. So yeah, I would be totally down for that.
2: It sounds like fun i should mention by the way since you brought up the movie thing i got confused during that conversation i have seen stand by me i have not seen i'm not there which i think i thought was the movie we were talking about for a minute uh in the previous <laughs> <covers> episode <laughs> but i have seen stand by me also <laughs> callback so, callback yeah another callback I forgot to mention this. That whole like Marilyn Manson came to my door thing, that was an onion joke. And I meant to mention like that's actually an, an onion article, but I forgot to do that. So just wanted to put that out there. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hack somebody else's joke. I meant to accredit it and I did not. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go.
4: Uh, James, I got an email from the onion. So, uh,
1: I'm are, sure. are they? Well, I heard they're, they're out there just because they couldn't make shit up anymore
2: oh gosh
3: <laughs> it's also real
2: speaking yeah. legitimate news reporting site thanks to the president oh gosh jeez oh, all right yeah. what's your number one uh actually i I went to the younging.com just to see what their headline was <laughs> yeah I'm talking about it. man hates how hot dog eating contests reduce art of eating hot dogs to a competition. <laughs> That's amazing! <laughs> oh man, That's the uh, the sub <laughs> one is it's uh, news out, news and brief. It's perfect outside. Announces sweaty woman slowly losing consciousness in middle of heat stroke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's incredible!
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my number one. I think what my true number ones would have been, I didn't want to do, because we talked the Vader scene in Rogue One to Death, and we talked about Mount Doom oh, yeah. in the Lord of the Rings episode. Those would probably be my true one and twos, but they've gotten you know more than enough love on this podcast, and so I wanted to spread it around some. I thought about doing uh, the scene in the showers and the rock, but that's more emotional than action-packed. I thought about doing the introduction to Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean, where he escapes from being captured. And it's just this really interesting uh, display of like, oh, this guy's actually a master pirate, even though he kind of looks like a goof. Yeah, it was good. The the final choice I went with was the scene that launched a movie and what then became a movie franchise, the test footage used in Deadpool for the current scene i'm sure everybody here knows this story but for anybody that doesn't there's this scene if you look up deadpool test footage on youtube this should appear they filmed this one scene to kind of decide if they should make the movie or not and the studio decided not to make the movie and then like five years or whatever passed and somebody who i still don't think we know who it is released the test footage And it was just this one scene where Deadpool has his headphones on on the edge of a bridge. He's listening to a shoop or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he's drawing on a notepad. And then this car comes by and he just drops on it. And then he kills everybody in the car. People come up alongside him to shoot him. And he kind of right turns the car, like dramatic right. It crashes. It starts flipping over. And while it's flipping, there's this guy right in front of the car with a gun... And they do the slow mo shot of Deadpool holding up what he was drawing, and it's a picture of Deadpool cutting off the guy's head with a sword. And then he takes <laughs> the sword and cuts off the guy's head while he's still in midair, showing him this picture. It it was great. It totally captured everything that that movie became,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I love it. I thought when I saw that, I thought, how have they not made this movie? They have to. And then a year later, it came out. Thing. And that doesn't make me unique. Everybody thought that when they saw it because it's so good.
3: Oh, absolutely.
1: That's awesome. I had great a great thing,
3: too, is that, that Deadpool did not let us down either with what they were showing in that test footage. It, it ramped that up to 11. It was so great. And they have in Deadpool,
2: they do a lot
3: of Hugh Jackman jokes just with Hugh Jackman
2: being the Wolverine. Did you guys see the little Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, like, quote-unquote, feud to raise money for first responders? No. (laughs) It was just some Twitter thing where, essentially, they were talking about, like, hey, so some asshole you may have heard of him his name's Hugh Jackoff or something it was something (laughs) like that and so apparently in real life they're like they're buddies they get along pretty well but they will never admit that online at all and so every once in a while they'll just go out of their way to mention how much they hate the other ones just because that's their love language to each other or something
3: they've like trolled each other for years and it's glorious
2: Alright, so that is action scenes. Uh, anybody want to drop anything else before we wrap that up?
1: I'd like to hear honorable mentions.
3: I was about to say. Well, since you brought it up, go ahead.
1: Oh man, I don't have any ready right now. <laughs> I, I, got, I got... No, I, I I, actually do. I actually have two of them. I mean, like I said... Um,
3: you should have just the, said, oh, I don't have any. Yeah, I don't
1: have any. Yeah. <laughs> Like well, the beginning scene of of Saving Private Ryan, I really struggled with that one because that one is just so amazing, um, and how that was executed. Um and kind of like along the the theme of Tom Hanks. I also really love the movie Road to Perdition and um, yep. that have you guys seen it at all? Oh, yeah. I'm mean, gonna just double yeah. check, but yeah. like the scene where he um finally executes the the mob boss that his son murdered his family um rooney but that whole scene how it's just done with like no sound at all and like it could have been a really awesome like shoot em up action scene but the the choice of doing it the complete opposite where it's like you don't hear a single gunshot till the end i thought that scene was really cool I picked some honorable mentions like scenes from Pacific Rim because I really love that movie as like, you know, giant monsters fighting giant robots. What else? What are some other good ones? That's all I can think of right now. So I had a, a list. I had two
4: different Quentin Tarantino ones. One was the bride versus the crazy 88. Oh, uh, yes. Is pretty close to making my mm-hmm. And then also, um, in Django, when they have a shootout and there's Tupac playing. So good. I kind of thought of it. Um, the entirety of Terminator 2, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: um, I, I love
4: it, but it's really hard for me to pick just one. Um, I had the Battle of Homes Deep, also James, awesome. Raid 2, like Joseph said. Uh, the Thin Red Line is one of my favorite um, war movies. It's it came out the same year as Saving Private Ryan, so it kind of got forgot. But it's got a few battle sequences that are awesome. And then one TV scene, Saeed versus Kimi and Lost, is one of the best fight scenes of all time. So, yeah. Nice. I, I have... have
3: uh, oh, go for it. Go ahead.
4: So I had Apocalypto. Um, yes. There were a few in there. You guys are gonna make fun of me, but I, I really like Avatar. At least I did when in the theater. And I love it. The there is scene, no judgment
1: there. So good.
4: The scene where he's getting chased by like that panther creature. Yep. And seeing it in three D in the theater, like felt really, really, really real. <laughs> felt like a felt like a you do when you're on a roller coaster. Like it felt adrenaline pumping and super amazing. And then Josh is probably gonna kick himself too. I, I thought of after I had already made my list and I didn't wanna cut anything, but the end scene one of the end scenes of nineteen seventeen, I won't spoil it if anybody Yeah, don't spoil it. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I thought of that too. It's like one big action sequence. You gotta see it like ASAP. I I absolutely love that movie, but I won't say anything more about it. I think that's all oh, Hard Target <laughs> and John Wick are two of my favorites.
1: What scene were you going to pick from Apocalypto?
4: Um, so the scene, it's not really like action-y, but I love the scene where the guy's running away. And yeah. he's like zigzagging and stuff. There's also a similar creature, I think, right? That's similar to the panther. and.
1: Yeah, well, of- he's chased by a panther in that escape scene. Yeah. Yeah. And all the dudes' spirit, and they think it's going to be. The part where he jumps over the waterfall is pretty amazing.
4: That movie's really intense. I used to watch it all the time. I actually haven't seen it in a while, so I'd like to rewatch it. But
3: yeah, that's fine. So I've only got a few. One that really was not along the lines of other things that I chose was from Star Wars was the the scene where Ray and Finn steal the Millennium Falcon. I thought that, that they had some very innovative ways of flying the Falcon that we've never seen before, the dogfight that they were in. That so was that was an honorable mention. Another one that I had, of course, James has already talked about it, was the alley fight in They Live. The other one I had on here was the apartment fight in The Born Identity. Not really the same scale as the hallway fight in Daredevil, but it's just closed quarters, tight space fight, and just. the… the I was say no, I
4: literally scratched that off while we were talking because yeah. I had to make room for another one. But on YouTube, it's called Pin versus Knife. So yes, pretty great. yeah, I was
3: I was getting ready to say just the I. I I love a scene in a movie that just makes you cringe. Like in when we talked about the horror movies, the scene that was brought up was the the meat hook scene in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, oh. s- since we talked about the Matrix already tonight, uh, the scene where Trinity kicks the shotgun out of the guy's hand and flips over and shoots him point blank in the spine—that's another one that just like makes me like just jolt and s- tighten up. But that scene where he just grabs that ink pen and just stabs it into the guy's hand right between his knuckles and just completely disables his hand. Uh, It's just, oh, that's gnarly. That's just super gnarly. And since Saeed was already mentioned from Lost, the fingernails, that's just.
2: Oh, Oh, my gosh.
3: Yeah. Those kind of things just yes I would never want those things done to me and I, nor would I ever want to do those to another person no matter how mad I am but just that I get a visceral physical reaction from seeing stuff like that and in a fast-paced fight scene like this was and just the the way that it ended the guy knows that he's beat and he just falls off the balcony and dies it's oh, it's so good I love it um James did you give
4: honorable mentions
2: I kind of did before I get my number one. I I can mention the uh, montage of the Rocky versus the Russian Ivan Drago fight in Rocky Four.
1: Nice. But <laughs> I
2: don't know if I have anything. I'll list the movie Under Siege on the whole. Yeah. When I was a kid, I thought that was amazing. And I watched it as an adult, and I still thought it was really good. So I'll say that one.
4: I'm a big fan of Under Siege 2 with Tommy Lee Jones, right? No, Under Siege uh-huh. One has Tommy Lee Jones. I think he might be. It's the account. good one. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, us doing action movies. We went a little long, so I think we're gonna break this up into two. But James, do you know what's as reliable as an action movie sequence in a <laughs> Gone wow.
2: Movie? I do. It's a Vince McMahon promo from the USWA.
3: Uh. <laughs> There are only three guarantees in life death, taxes,
2: and Randy Savage. Savage! Savage! <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? The same thing happens to everything else.